It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. Port, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Day one, what 2020 brought to compliance programs. 2020 was a very significant year for the compliance practitioner and compliance programs. Not only was it the year with the single highest FCPA anti-bribery fine, but it was also the greatest amount of total FCPA fines and penalties ever. Yet perhaps most significantly, there were two noteworthy releases of information by the federal government which directly impacted compliance professionals. In June, the Department of Justice released its 2020 update to the evaluation of corporate compliance programs. It should be mandatory reading for every CCO, compliance practitioner, or professional, and any other person interested in the latest thinking of the DOJ on what constitutes a best practices compliance program. In the introduction, the DOJ stated, Because a corporate compliance program must be evaluated in the specific context of a criminal investigation, the criminal division does not use any rigid formula to assess the effectiveness of a corporate compliance program. We recognize that each company's risk profile and solutions to reduce its risk warrant particularized evaluation. Accordingly, we make a reasonable individualized determination in each case that considers various factors, including but not limited to the company's size, industry, geographic footprint, regulatory landscape, and other factors, both internal and external, to the company's operations that might impact its compliance program. This change makes clear that every policy will be evaluated on its own merits. The DOJ lays out some of the factors that it considers, but such consideration will be tempered by a reasonableness standard. Borrowing language from the Antitrust Division, the 2020 update adds that any compliance program under evaluation by the DOJ will be considered both at the time of the offense and at the time of the charging decision and resolution. The significance of this cannot be overstated as now you cannot simply remediate your compliance program and basically ask for forgiveness after the FCPA violation has occurred. This statement clarifies any confusion generated by the Benchkowski memo that all you have to do is aggressively remediate and such post-event cleanup will lead to a declination. Moreover, the point is further driven home by the addition of fundamental question number two that prosecutors are required to ask. Is the program being applied earnestly and in good faith? In other words, is the program adequately resourced and empowered to function effectively? By tying this new language to question number two, companies that want to cut back to a paper program and take away the ability of, the C- of a CCO to effectively do their job will lose that credit going forward as this language clearly references both monetary resources and headcount. The final addition in the introduction adds the following language. In any particular case, the topics and questions will be set forth may not all be relevant, and others may be more salient given the particular facts at issue and circumstances of the company. Here is an important part near and dear to my heart as it clearly equates to document, document, document. If you make changes to your program, if you lose headcount, if you're not allowed to have the most current tech solutions, then be prepared to explain why your company cannot do so. The changes in the tactical information presented in the 2020 update, it is clear the DOJ expects a continually evolving compliance program, once again demonstrating that the days of the paper program are dead. 
the multiple references throughout the 2020 update for using a variety of compliance tools to garner information and then incorporating that information into your best practices compliance program on an ongoing basis so that your compliance program is a living, breathing program and not a static program dependent on policies and procedures. Just as a compliance program begins with a risk assessment, your continual improvement continues with your risk assessment, which now needs to move forward from once every three years to a more robust time frame. But your risk assessment is much more than simply starting the starting point of your compliance program. It is the basis of how you design, create, implement, and then update your compliance program and serves as a basis to document decisions you made and why you made them. The 2020 update specified, in short, prosecutors should endeavor to understand why the company has chosen to set up the compliance program the way it has and why and how the company's compliance program has evolved over time. But information to update your compliance program comes from more than the risk assessment. You now need to use other information sources to engage in continuous improvement. Your policy should also be a guide to inform your compliance program. Not only should your policies and procedures be in searchable formats, but you must consider which policies are viewed with the most frequency and the attendant questions raised by employees as a part of your information to evolve your compliance program. The 2020 update stated, does the company track access to various policies and procedures to understand what policies are attracting more attention from relevant employees? A second release was the Department of Justice and SEC, a resource guide to the FCPA Practices Act, second edition. This was the most welcome update to the seminal and original FCPA resources guide, which was released back in 2012 and is widely recognized as a single best volume on the FCPA. Some of the key changes for compliance professionals include the following. The first change to note is the expanded definition of is it being applied in good faith by adding the queries? In other words, is the program adequately resourced and empowered to function effectively? This language comes from the 2020 update. This language clearly reflects the need for a company to do far more than have a paper compliance program in place that presage many of the changes brought forward in the 2020 update. However, the biggest change is the addition of the new hallmark entitled Investigation, Analysis, and Remediation of Conduct. There are many interesting aspects to this new hallmark, not the least of which is it begins with the truest measure of an effective compliance program is how it responds to misconduct. This builds upon language found in the Confidential Reporting and Investigations Hallmark, previously found in the 2012 Resource Guide. It clearly mandates that once an allegation or even a suspicion comes to the attention of compliance, it must be properly triaged. Your investigation protocol should kick in with a detailed and effective investigation as completed in a reasonable time and provide response to the investigative findings. Moreover, an investigation is not the ending point, as it should be followed with a robust root cause analysis. The FCPA Resource Guide Second Edition is a most welcome document from the Department of Justice and the Securities and Exchange Commission. It brings forward the top FCPA and compliance resource from the past decade into the 2020s. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, the 2020 update brings business intelligence to compliance. Number two, the key theme of the 2020 update is continuous monitoring leading to continuous improvement. Number three, the SPA Resources Guide 
for emphasize the importance of a root cause analysis. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you for listening to this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. I hope you will join me for the entire month of January where I take a look at some of the significant changes in compliance and FCPA enforcement which occurred in 2020 and will help inform your compliance program going forward into 2021 and indeed beyond. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network and a proud member of C-Suite Radio. Thanks so much. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.